Generation X out is sponsored by All Seal Insulation. Help lower your power bill by 20%. See Les Pitts for all your insulation needs. Call Les Pitts at 601-508-7593 or you can find him on Facebook or LinkedIn at All Seal Insulation. Once again, that number is 601-508-7593. We'd also like to give a shout out to our two latest and newest sponsors, Samantha McMullen and Brandy Freeman. If you would like help sponsor the show, visit our website, anchor.fm slash Generation Exile and click the support button. You can become a sponsor for as low as 99 cents. Thank you for all you do. And America's had a lot of hardships, but we're going to fight this through. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth Gone, gone with the wind Ain't nobody looking back again Welcome to Generation Exile. You are listening to the Song of the South Saga. This is a very special episode. Hope you guys enjoy. They ought to get a rich man to vote like that singing. Song, Song of the South. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. There ain't nobody looking back again. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Landis. And I'm Daryl. This is Generation Exile. And this is a special episode. We're going to start a saga about growing up in southern Mississippi and in the south. And um, this episode, we're going to touch on school. Oh, Lord. Touching on the school. (laughs) Which is a bad thing. Don't go touching (laughs) at school. Daryl, were you ever touched at school? No. I can say that. No, no. I don't think uh, there were, uh, I'm going to try to say this as sensitively as I can. I don't think there were, like, I'm just going to be honest. That's one thing you can say when we were growing up. Like, there there weren't that many weirdos. I'm not going to say they didn't exist, but there weren't that many weirdos. Well, they sure didn't have their access to social media and just look at random stuff like they can now. You actually had to be some weird-ass dude standing in the bushes just staring at you. Yeah, I know. Those guys stuck out pretty easily. (laughs) <laughs> Good God, I can't even imagine. Could you imagine, like, let's see, let's go back to elementary school. Could you imagine, like, Mr. Renfro <laughs> or Mr. Davis walking up to you and be like, hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We laugh now, but at the time, it would have been very damn frightening. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would have. So but some, it, of, some of my older memories, I'm going to change my voice a little bit. Yeah, you know, kind of set the mood for everybody. All right, so... Some of my oldest memories here in southern Mississippi. Let's go back to about 1991 to 1992. I just moved over here from Mobile, Alabama. I'm about second grade, third grade. And this is the first time I ever had my ass beat. And I met by my own principal. So I get in trouble one day at school. 
And they're like, Lannis Watts, come to the office. Lannis Watts goes to the office. Now, when I walk into this said office, there ain't no lights on. This old man has got the blinds cracked. And he's sitting there about 10 Marlboros deep, sitting in his little office. <laughs> and that whole room ain't filled with nothing but cigarette smoke. He's got an old-ass fan sitting at the top, barely turning, making that random squeaking noise. Then he's sitting there. Boy, what'd you do? Why are you in my office? Well, Mr. Renfro, I got caught doing something bad. What'd you do? I put some gum up under the chair. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, stand up. Okay. Grab the bottom of your britches. What do you mean? I said grab the bottom of your britches. <laughs> grab the bottom of them britches. just took from a paintbrush handle wrapped in electric tape in a smoky field room in South Mississippi. My life just changed. <laughs> I waddled my little fat ass out of that office and I didn't know where to laugh, cry, or shit because I was totally discombobulated with what just took place. And that was the first of many ass whoopings at Rocky Creek Elementary. Daryl, how many times did you get your ass whooped? And don't hold back. Uh, I never got my ass whooped until high school, to be honest. Damn it. <laughs> I sucked as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get I, right. I just was the little, you know, good nerdy kid. That's what I was. I was a kid that was always at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's the story I'm going to stick to. <laughs> For example, round two on my ass. I walk into the boys' bathroom. Now, we pretty much just, we didn't have the cubicles that you have today unless you were taking a shit. Now, let's say you had to piss. But when you pissed, you walked over to this thing that looked like a trough that had been brought out of somebody's cow pasture and butted up against the wall. The old pee trough. A freaking pee trough. So you got six, seven little kids sitting there pissing and all looking at each other's little peckers like, why does mine look different from yours? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this cat over here. You know, he may be cut one way. This guy's got a fade going. This guy's just over here looking like a sugar glider. You know, there's a lot of different peckers all of a sudden at the trough, which leads to questions. Anywho, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> so, me, my friend Ron, my friend Albert, we're in the bathroom. We get done. We're washing our hands. And then one of them notices, hey, if we take this wet paper towel here that they give us to dry our hands with, we wet it. Make a baseball out of it. Watch this. It sticks to the side of the wall. It sticks to the roof. Well, shit. Next thing I know, all three of us and that bitch looking like Nolan Ryan. Just throwing damn toilet paper and wetting it. And here comes Ronnie damn Renfro walking in to piss in the trough with the rest of the little boys. <laughs> and oh my God, we're caught red-handed. What does Ronnie do? He snatches all three of us up, takes us to a teacher, Let's the teacher know what the hell we were doing in front of the class. And now we're facing to get the one, two, three times y'all out on your ass in front of God and everybody at the very small age of like 10. Now, Albert's up to bat. He gets the first three licks. This son of a bitch, I'm not going to lie, went down and was just over there laughing. <laughs> that sounds like I was Albert's like, oh my God. 
I got hit. Every time that dude put that paddle my ass, I said, ow, ow, ow. I went over there, and boy, I had to sit down, but I didn't want to. My ass hurt so bad. And then Ron got his. Now, Ron surprised the hell out of me because when Ron come back, he started crying. <laughs> he was crying. But I'm going to tell you, in Ron's defense, it wasn't about the pain. It was about the embarrassment of getting <laughs> smacked in front of the other kids because Ron was kind of a standout kid, you know. And even to this day, Ron, he stands out. He's a big, strong dude. You know, he's law enforcement. Hell, football star, baseball star, shit, everything star. But all that day, we all three got our ass beat the same. We were all the same that day. Man. I can't believe you never got the pleasure of getting your ass spanked. Even by a teacher. You remember Miss Walters? I was one of Miss Walters' favorite students. Miss Walters. But yes, I remember Miss Walters. Me in any day that ended with a Y. Miss Walters is a Facebook friend. Miss Walters would probably still spank me now if I stood still long enough. Corey is one of my chick friends. Her daughter? I don't know about Corey beating me with a paddle, but her mama. <laughs> her mama actually broke her thumb one day in class sitting on a desk or something. And when she got her hand fixed, she asked for volunteers to work on getting a paddling. And I'm telling you, between me, Harley Eubanks, and Jay Bullock. Oh, my God, Harley We Eubanks. tested that paddle out to its <laughs> limit, son. <laughs> Woo! Uh, that was a shout-out. Shout-out, Jay Bullock. Yeah, I forgot about you, Jay Boy. But, yeah, we we tested the ropes back then. And it wasn't just Ronnie Renfro. Yeah, Miss Walters, Coach Prime, the PE teacher. I don't know if you remember Coach Prime. He he was a no-nonsense son of a bitch, too. You get out of line, he'd beat you right there in front of the kids, and he'd throw you back in line. So, that is, to me, to me, that stands out more than anything as what has changed <laughs> from the time we have grown up or, or from the time we were kids to the time we've grown up now. So now, let's say my little kid goes to the same school, and he actually does. All right? They've gone up through the ranks. We got one now that's fixing me in the sixth grade, one that's fixing me in the first grade. And guess what? When they get in trouble, there ain't no spankings. They call me. <laughs> they call me. And you know what? I wish y'all would just go ahead and spank them. I'm tired of being an enforcer. But anywho. I'm going to do what I got to do. But I will say this. This younger generation that's growing up, and I'm not so much talking about my kids, but just the younger generation younger than us, there's a night and day difference in morals, manners, work ethic, what you can and can't do, the, the feeling of I'm entitled to everything. That shit makes a drastic change real quick. In like a 10 year span of generations. And I'm wondering, does that have to do with maybe or maybe not little Johnny getting his ass spanked at school when he needs it? What do you think, Derek? Yeah, of course. Um, I thought you were fixing to go a different route, uh, like with social media. And, and like, I understand, uh, you know, social media has changed things too. Who do you, who do you blame for, like, I mean, I, I guess you can't really just blame one person, but, like, I blame, like, our parents' generation for a lot of it. Because I want you to think, like, when our parents were sending us to school and we were, like, in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, which is, like, the age range you're talking about right now, 
the people who were teachers, some of them were like our parents' age because they would have just gotten out of college and blah, blah, blah. But like most of them were older. They were their elders. You see what I'm saying? Like Mr. Renfro was their elder. Right. And he wasn't the same age as our parents. Our parents were like our age at that point, 32 or younger. So they're more like our grandparents' age. Right. You see what I'm saying? So who made all this like participation and don't spank my kid and stuff like that? It was obviously our parents. And like where I'm getting at is I think where a lot of us like don't get along with like our parents on a political like spectrum is because we were still like kind of raised a little bit by those old school that old school generation. Like you're saying, Mr. Renfro smoked a, a cigarette and then whooped your ass. He didn't give so two shits. Left the cigarette burning in the ash. But after after Mr. Renfro left, I promise you our parents were probably like, you shouldn't be smoking in the office, you yep. know? And like, it, like it changed. It's like reverse leapfrog. Right. I know exactly what you're saying. And then like, let's be honest. When we played baseball, everybody got a trophy at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I mean... I've got a couple of MVP trophies, and I've got a most improved player trophy, but the rest of them are just in participation trophies. So they ain't like, they're not like lying about it. Like, yep. everybody got a trophy. And I knew a lot of kids that played just to get said trophy. They right. did exist. But yeah, growing up in South Mississippi, Daryl, school uniforms. Yeah, we didn't have those. I remember if I got. Or I was lucky enough for my parents to buy me, let's say, a set of Levi's, some shoes that didn't have holes in them, and a No Fear t-shirt. Shit, I was good as long as I got a surge at recess. That's, <laughs> you know, the newer generation, like, I I have a daughter that's a Z, because uh, I had a kid young, so, um, like, they don't care about name brands like we did. Like, we should touch on that a little bit, man. Like, we were friends, and you you know, uh, uh, and we were friends because we were in the same group, and it was all about Chaps and and Levi and Tommy Timberland. Hill. Timberland. Oh, God, Timberland, especially Timberland. in the South, yeah, you know. About, about freshman year, you uh, better have you some Timberlands. And, now. you know, I got on Skechers right now, but still to this day, I can't, like, not no buy Nikes. Yeah, well, I, I have to wear Nikes, but like I buy Walmart um, shirts now because I just don't care. Yeah, I think back and I'm like, why would we even give a shit? But it's sad is, even to this day, not even the people that are in school, like you watch any kind of commercial, there's always a fashion twist to whatever it is they're promoting, whether it's clothes new food, it fits a certain lifestyle, which leads to a certain fashion, yeah, blase, blase. Well, I mean, come on. Who gives a shit, really, when you stop and think about it? And it, oh, man, it just shows me where our priorities were as a child, but that being said, is our priorities still the same as a whole? Do we all just have childish views? I think a lot of us, and you can see it sometimes when I argue people on Facebook. I try to make the point. Like, I think a lot of us, like, we've grown up, yeah, and we've matured because, like, everybody always takes that offensively. But I don't think a lot of us have grown out, like, grown up, like, grown out of a lot of our childish things. Like, I see a lot of 
people out there, they still all about name brands and what they have and what somebody else don't have. And if somebody else gets a boat, I got to get a boat. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, uh, if I see one person like... It's like they're filling a void of something whether they realize it or not. Right. It's like if I see one person like filling themselves at the sea on the coast, you know, fishing like for speckled rainbow, I mean, for rainbow trout or something out, out there in the fucking Gulf. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what fish I wanted to say. Fucking flounder or some bullshit. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you got to see like three or four more people put like, look, I'm doing it too. Or look, I got one too, you know? And it's like, so hey, if I catch a good fish, you better believe my big ass taking a picture <laughs> with it. Shit. I'm the world's worst about that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah. If I kill a deer or I kill a turkey or I catch fish, I'm, I'm caught up. I'm guilty of it. I'm gonna post a pic of that shit. Well, since we're talking about right growing up. up in the South, childhoods, I'll bring that up. I know I sounded really retarded just then, <laughs> but uh, when it comes to freshwater and freshwater fish, mm-hmm. my parents owned a camp house out there on the Pasadula River. And like I grew up on like Cedar Creek Lake. And See, that sounds like paradise right there. It was, man. I loved it. I loved when Friday came and fr- and we knew we was going to the camp house that weekend, man. I loved it. We fish off the pier. All right, so let me ask you this. Did you feel like it gave you freedom at that age when you would go to this place and you could fish pretty much like probably right off the dock there or whatever? Mm-hmm. Did it give you a sense of freedom? Yeah. I feel sorry for the uh, these kids like today, man, like – and, and us, the world's changed so much. Like, a lot of us don't own that. It was so easy to own stuff like that back then. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to own stuff like that. All right. So I wish ask. our kids could do that. When you feel in that sense of freedom, all right. So, for example, we just came back from a family vacation. We took the kids and met my brother's family up in Kentucky. And my two oldest boys, one is just turning 14. The other one's fixing to be 11. These are pivotal years for them, I feel like, as they begin to mature. So they're in this new place, this big lake, Rocky Mountain kind of looking stuff all around you. And I pretty much just turned them loose with two kayaks. I'm like, y'all just don't die. (laughs) And I know some people listening are probably like, what? I was like, yeah, do what you do. And they got kind of like a quick little tutorial on the kayaks. But I pretty much turned them loose for the simple fact I wanted them to be boys for a week. I wanted them to be free for a week. Find themselves. Because I really think that is big as far as how you develop going forward in life. And, like, you had that opportunity. I actually had a very similar opportunity up at my dad's in Demopolis, Alabama, on the river. And that's one reason why I still love to fish to this day. is because of that. Just that smidge of freedom when you're out there. You make your own choices. You're picking your own bait. Fuck, I'm going to cast over here. I'm going to sit over there, and I'm going to do this. And, man, that was a big deal for a kid growing up. Like, because my mama made sure I was going to do this, or my mama said we were going to eat this. My mama said this is what you're going to do. Or Now, granted, my mom had to raise us, but I love her to death. But every now and then, when I did get to make a choice, it was a big deal. Are we not giving these kids enough choices? Do you think? I, I don't think so. I and I, 
we're so stuck. I don't know even how to explain it. We're so stuck on social issues that like nobody gets to go out. It's kind of weird, ain't it? Nobody gets to go out and meet and like play together and like, you know, go do stuff together. And like, I, I don't feel like it was like that when we were kids. It wasn't. Yeah. I, I remember riding my bike you, across a four lane highway and all kinds of shit to go to somebody's house, man. Okay. So going back to the uniform side of things. We didn't have them when we started off growing up, you know. We just wore what we could or whatever our parents could get us. And I guess that led to uh, some folks getting picked on or bullied or whatever you want to call it these days. So they decided, well, if everybody wears the same thing, this won't be an issue no more, right? So, Daryl, I know this seems to be an interesting topic for you as far as uh, the school uniform goes. I want you to tell me. Was it a good thing? Was it not a good thing? Did we waste your time? Did it work? What you think? I think it had good intentions, but no, it don't work. Um, the, f- the first thing I remember ki- uh, hearing about kids doing when they did their uniform is how they wore their uniform. And then number two, you know, you can't tell people like what they can and cannot buy, right? So Old Navy started doing school uniforms, so... None of that really changed. It just winded up making a new marketplace for big business, really. And um, So even if all the tops look the same, if yours didn't say Old Navy on the back, you're still kind of pissing in the wind? Yeah. Or I remember uh, also hearing about, like, at first with my daughter, like, the boys would tuck in their shirts a certain way. Like, only, only tuck in the front part behind the belt buckle. You know, it was, it was stuff like that. And then, like, you can't really control everybody's shoes either, right? So these kids are still wearing their Air Jordans and their Skechers and their Timberlands. And <laughs> it just seems like you didn't really do anything. You just... Uh, so now the status of you determined by your foot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sorry, but that's just funny to me because... People, they're not going to look at it like that. You know, they're looking at your shoes and saying, okay, well, if he's got money for this kind, blah, blah, blah. But we don't stop to realize that we're judging each other by standing at their foot. (laughs) We might as well be like dogs instead of shaking hands and sniff each other's ass and say good morning. Well, if you think about it, man, name brand clothes, that's, that's what it was. We were judging each other by our feet, what we had on our feet, what we, what we were wearing. I'm going to tell you right now. And it's funny thinking about it as an adult. Yeah, because you, you go by the old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover, man. I know some cats that walk around this town right now that look like, hey, man, they ain't been shopping in about five years, but I promise you they could write a check out and buy a truck at Walt Massey and not finance a dime. You know what I'm saying? Got I, more money than they know what to do with. Yeah, that's a good point. I have I have done construction for people painted for people, done drywall for people that look like and dress like absolute shit, drive a vehicle that's beat up 20 years old, and then you drive to their house, and it's like bigger than Dr. Brown's old house at Vineyard Acres or whatever. It's just one of those big, huge, like, manors, and then all the all of a sudden they got, like, all this, like, equipment and boats and four-wheelers and stuff in their backyard and his checking accounts got like sixty thousand dollars just sitting in it yeah you know and you're like oh <laughs> no, 
<laughs> this guy, this guy just likes old trucks and shitty clothes. <laughs> or maybe he's got his priorities straight. And he realizes that hey, what you wear ain't really a big deal. It's just more or less to wear some damn clothes and your junk ain't hanging out or you ain't freezing your boss to death. I think it's more it's just like he works like so much that like he gets all of his clothes dirty, right? So he probably has like his nice clothes for like his casino trips or his probably his funeral suit like in a closet somewhere and he just wears the all funeral these funeral suit. He just wears all these clothes, you know? Is that a southern thing? It's got to be, because I got one. Suit. I got one, too. <laughs> That's something everybody could chime in on on the website. Do you own a funeral suit? If so, please let us know at Generation Exile, because we are just some morbid fucks. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'll remember. Do you have a funeral suit? Were you born in the South? I'll make a I'll make a post, too, We that, so they can share their pictures. They just take a picture of their, of their uh, suit. Uh, Mine's just black pants. Like a, a light blue shirt, a blue tie. That's it. That's mine. It sits in the corner of the fucking closet. <laughs> it's a good interview suit, too, depending on where I'm going for an interview at. Your funeral. Well, like a hospital. <laughs> the hell is that? Never again. Always wind up in... That's funny, though. I go to those jobs like that in IT in a suit and tie, and they appreciate it. I'm supposed to. But I always wind up in a fucking polo shirt and slacks. Yeah. Just like Walmart. Just like Walmart. Yep. Well, man, I think that pretty much sums it up for this episode. I'm sure we'll continue with our saga of growing up in the South. We'll just hit on different aspects of it because there's a lot more to it, obviously. So let us know what you think, Daryl. What you got? Yeah, this one was mostly about uniforms. So um, if you got any ideas on what our next one should be at, just leave us a comment or send us a message. Hell, send us a funny story about your childhood memories growing up in the South. I'd like to hear some of that. I'm sure some folks have got some good ones. Or if you want to come on the show and tell it yourself, just let us know. Don't be shy. (laughs) All right, well, I guess that's everything. All right, till next time. Generation Exile. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to Generation Exile. Make sure you go to our website, anchor.fm slash Generation Exile. Become a sponsor for as low as 99 cents. It really helps out. If you'd like to have your business on our show or become a personal sponsor, please give us a contact. Just go to our Facebook at Generation Exile or our website and send us a message. Some of the-